you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Lovely listeners, how would you like to be in a room with me, Lucy Porter? And me, Jenny Ryan, and uh, each other, basically. I'd a whole like that. bunch of people. I'd love it. I'm so excited about seeing people again. And we are doing a live event as Woo! part of the London Podcast Festival on Saturday, the 11th of September, 2021 at 9.30pm. And it's at King's Place, which is a wonderful venue. And it's very close to King's Cross and St Pancras stations in London town. London's glamorous, not the West End. London's north. glamorous north-ish bit. <laughs> Yay! And if you would like tickets, you can go to kingsplace.co.uk and we'll see you all there. Yay! Whoop, whoop. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Hello, lovely listeners. Lovely, lovely listeners. Oh, we've missed you so much. We really, really have. It's fingers on buzzers. We're back. At last. And uh, gosh, we've got a lot to catch up on. So today we are going to tell you what we've been up to. Yep. We are going to have a listener quiz. As usual, it wouldn't be an episode without a listener quiz. <laughs> and we're going to take you to London's glamorous West End, 
where we recently did a quiz for the Groucho Club. I mean, how how industry are we, darling? I mean, it was a little bit. I, I uh, To be honest, I've always said, oh, the Groucho Club. I mean, oh, dear, that's full of the metropolitan elite. But it turns out when you go there, bloody marvellous. So, uh, <laughs> They're all drunk, so who knows? You can't was... tell the difference who's elite and who's not. But we did pose what I think was a brilliant quiz, and I can say that because Jenny did most of the work. So uh, <laughs> we're going to be sharing that with you, sprinkled across the next few episodes just like uh, hundreds and thousands yes. of scattering mm, or chili flakes we've got very different palettes clearly yeah <laughs> you're sweet i'm savory that's how it works we're like cagney and lacy <laughs> or something anyway so uh, let's get on with fingers on buzzers <laughs> So we're back and what we thought we would do to start this series is basically just share what we've been up to and kind of what we did in the holidays, except it wasn't a holiday, it was a horrible pandemic. Yeah, it was uh, stuck in the house six months. Yes, um, but not entirely stuck in the house because we did follow COVID protocols and go out and do some quizzing. So obviously no live pub quizzes, no kind of... No quiz leagues, in person, all all online. I've been doing a bit of online quizzing though. Yes, yes. And also a little bit of television quizzing. I mean, a lot of television quizzing because quizzing has come to the rescue in these difficult times because you've not only been doing The Chase, your regular day job, you've also been doing Beat the Chasers mm-hmm. and indeed Celebrity Beat the Chasers. That was a real treat. Now, was I treat. was more than delighted to uh, see Sean Williamson, friend, friend of, the of the show. show. Uh, and tell us, Jenny, how much did Sean Williamson win for charity? Oh, well, it's not its not actually any spoiler to say that he won money, is it? Because he was always going to beat us. Yeah, yeah. He went for the full five chaser lineup and mm-hmm. he won £120,000 for the Paul Strunk Charitable what? Trust which is for such a small charity that's it's it's life changing yes. that's a year's income easily I know. and it's it means such a lot to the charity itself but you could see how much it meant to Sean mm. to use his quizzing skills that he's built up You know, he's not just used them to write a book and appear on our podcast. (laughs) He has used them to make a ton of money for charity. And he was, he was, he was the most emotional person. It was lovely. I mean, I, I'm one of those people, I'm, I'm too empathetic and I can't stand to see anyone cry, particularly uh, a, a gentleman who I respect. Yes, and love. Let's be honest, we love him. And the fact he was tearing up, it nearly Aww. had me going. But and know, what makeup. do you think? So, I mean, obviously, from a professional point of view, you failed badly. Um, I don't want to rub it in, but you know, you Sean, you allowed Sean did him what to it says it. on the tin. It's called beat the chasers, and he beat us fair and square. And I, what I think... do you think were the secrets to his? I mean, obviously, just his general quizzing knowledge, but mm. were. Get, talk us through some key points in that I show. think I think Sean had clearly put in the practice for the format. A lot of people will go on a quiz show and think, I'm good at quizzing, mm-hmm. and it's horses for courses mm. with all different quiz shows. You know, people will say to me, who's the best quizzer out of the chase? As I say, well, I think the best person at the chase is me <laughs> because I pre- all, most of my prep goes to topics that will come up on the chase and the speed at which I'm going to have to answer yep. the questions on the chase. Yeah. So Sean did exactly the right thing. He clearly has taken the time and effort to practice mm-hmm. getting questions thrown at him for a couple of minutes at a time. And 
just not letting himself get distracted either. So yeah. clearly very focused, looking at the time and playing his own game. We've seen with the people who've won both on Beat the Chasers and Celebrity Beat the Chasers, the people who win are generally the ones who don't worry about what we're doing up on the up on the plinth. Yeah. We could be getting them all right for all they're concerned. Mm-hmm. They can't rely on us making any mistakes because often we make zero mistakes. Sometimes we'll make three or four in one round, but they can't predict that. As long as you're playing your own game and getting basically every question right, which yeah. Sean basically did. Yeah absolute focus you can also see the people who don't look at you mm. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna even, i'm not even gonna look at bradley <laughs> i tell you what i'm really interested in is having watched both the chase and beat the chasers obviously um what is the difference for a contestant mm. psychologically obviously i mean you still need stamina and you still need to have done your prep but what do you think is the big difference in those two shows there's, there's a huge intimidation factor mm-hmm. uh, with Beat the Chasers. It's even, well, it's it's magnified. It's times five or even times six, hopefully, on the next series. Yep. There'll be all six of us in play. And just the, the the studio is set up to be really, really intimidating to the contestants. I mean, the really chase scary. is hard enough when you're way above, you know, mm. the classic status thing of you're looking up at the chaser, but looking up at five or hopefully six chasers. Yeah, even we're even higher so. up. Are you? We're glowering. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're very, very high up. Yeah. And I, I liken that studio to, you know, we're, we're the senior Roman dignitaries. Yeah. Gazing down upon the Christians who are going to be thrown to the lions yeah. or whatever. We are hoi polloi, not the yes. hoi polloi as everybody always No, we're there me. with our thumbs quivering as that to whether, right. whether they're going to survive or yeah. not. So I think that, that psychologically, I think that is the huge difference between the chase and beat the chasers. A lot of the technique is very much the same, mm-hmm. that you, you're trying to accumulate as many correct answers as you can and not worry about what the other person's doing. Yeah. But the fact it's the magnification of mm. there's five of us staring at you. We, we've been watching you since you stepped foot onto the studio floor and you trotted out. And we've already been making our judgments because basically the producers tell us to make judgments about you immediately. <laughs> and you have the hot mic moments, which, of course, I don't like. But uh, oh, they... <laughs> I quite like a hot mic moment. <laughs> but it is quite interesting, actually. I will com- you know, concede that it is quite interesting to see it's what you say as they television. come out. Um, and also it's kind of, it's sort of in the round a bit as well, isn't it? So yeah. that it's got that gladiatorial thing built into the set. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that by the time we get to record another series that we will actually have the audience back because we did have an audience for the first series mm-hmm. yeah. and it was amazing. The the atmosphere in there and it was it was like the Coliseum. Yes. They were all around and baying for a bit of blood, mostly baying for our blood. Yes, but, which is as it should be. And of course, Bradley loves an audience yeah. like that. So, I mean, you've been there in the Celebrity Chase Ooh, studio and it, you know yeah. that he loves... Uh, Yes. Any kind of audience to reach to he play feeds up to. from the crowd. Hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Mm. Hopefully later in the year we'll be making a new series of that. And uh who knows? We might have an audience. Some of our listeners might be in the audience. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Oh my god. Give goodness. us a wave. Oh well it's been interesting doing you know, pando quiz shows as we're mm. probably gonna start calling them. <laughs> so because I did uh 
pointless in this time. Yes. You, you certainly did be pointless. Then. So, I mean, not that I'm trying to steer it onto my own quiz and victory. I was going to steer you know, it, don't worry. I mean, I'm just going to say, um, I found, and I know we've talked a little bit before uh, about how weird it is doing pandemic stuff but the lack of an audience Mm. for like you know normally so pointless celebrities you would normally have an audience and we didn't and it was it was tremendous fun and brilliant and Xander and Richard are fantastic and the production team are amazing and it was great and but it's just not the same and we had perspex screens between you and and Mr Dave Johns as well I know one of my oldest comedy friends well you know I I told him off when he was on Slub Chase oh did you standing with his hands in his pockets yeah well he is very slovenly I will give you that so he's he's almost too casual yeah well I mean he doesn't really care but I think that worked in our (laughs) favour in the you, your team was the most relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, because we'd both done it so many times as well. So Dave was my third pointless husband. Mm-hmm. I had divorced Ed Byrne after well, the terrible hot gossip fiasco that we were talking about. I divorced Rob, uh, Rob Deering because, uh, it, well, I mean, he let me down as well. And it was never think, my fault, was you it? You wouldn't think that he would. No, I mean, he's brilliant. That's that's unexpected. He's a genius and, uh, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't really his fault. But anyway, my third pointless husband turned out to be the one and uh you're like henry the eighth you i mean i would still move on if i could if if they'd allow me to do it again i'd have another i'll be honest i'd go with anyone i'm i'm not bothered um but it was like henry the eighth very much very much i also enjoy eating chicken legs as just whizzing them over your shoulder yeah but it was kind of weird because we couldn't you know hug or embrace and i found that really weird watching game shows and seeing people not it is that i think that is a that is a tough Mm. tough thing that you're not having that immediate response you know you've won a load of money or well your your teammates giving a brilliant answer you want to give them a high five you want to give them a hug you want to you know Mm. tap them on the shoulder at least yes or in your case punch paul i mean you know we've all seen that It has been vastly blown out. I know, I know. I I, I patted him on the arm. (laughs) It was in anger, I will give you that. But he completely admitted, he was... He was in full receptive mode to that. that. I I deserved it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have buzzed in on that one. He'd have done it to you. I mean, we know that. But it is sort of slightly (laughs) strange because especially, like, you see Brad and... You just go, he, he's always putting his arms around people and that's what's yeah. so lovely about him. So I am looking forward to a return of when Beat the Chasers comes back, um, hopefully, and indeed in future, whatever quizzing endeavours we it do. It would hopefully. be nice to be back. We're very fortunate on Beat the Chasers that there is, there's a provision in TV to have a close contact cohort, mm-hmm. which I think she usually used for dramas and things. Yeah. But the chasers all get tested ridiculously frequently throughout the, the yeah. period of filming, which means that we can sit together without perspex between us. Yeah. And it means we can punch each other on the arm <laughs> if we so wish. <laughs> uh, and and I think that has made a huge difference to us because I, I don't think that Beat the Chasers would have worked with perspex screens. No. We, need to, we need to be able to be looking down the line at one other. We, we're trying to play with one brain. Yeah. And it's 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 very hard to do that without mm. that sort of the emotional connection is the physical connection. Yeah. And having a direct line of sight is so important. Yeah. You don't realise that until it's taken away from you. So I think a lot more of these shows will be more enjoyable to make and for viewers to watch 
once we are in a position to at the very least have the close contact cohort thing and so you can be in your little bubble with your teammate yeah it'll be it'll be nice and friendly and nice and warm and how much of a recalibration has it been for you from being a solo chaser to being on the team what have you had to do to kind of adapt to that it is a big shift really from just being solely focused on your own performance and you're the only one you actually have to worry about Mm. that's a lot easier than for me as as i said and sort of an empath Mm. i'm the hive mind thing is going on and i'm worrying about everybody who's sitting with me and i'm worried about us getting the right rhythm going and who's going to coming on this one and do I leave it for and I guess because you all know each other's strengths and weaknesses Mm. because you've all quizzed together in various ways so are you ever in a position where you go I I don't know the answer I think I know who will know it Mm. but I'm gonna wait or sit on something all the time so that's that's something that we have to factor in all the way through it's not just do I know this one? When we're doing the final chase, you just you just have a go at each of them or you are immediately making that decision to pass or to play. Mm. And because sometimes if you actually guess at a question, you're going to give the team the answer on the pushback. So, yeah. so you have to have that sort of tactical brain going. But to a great extent, it's just you. You just have to worry about whether or not you can come out with the answer for it. With Beat the Chasers, there's a huge element of you're dealing with four potentially five other people at the same time and you know them well and you know their strengths and weaknesses but you also you don't want to second guess yourself Mm. I think 90% of questions we all know the answer to yeah so it becomes a buzzer race or do you just oh it's a question about the royal family I think I know it I'm only 96% sure of that. Anne will be 100% sure of, but she's a little bit slower on the buzzer. Do I leave it for another half second and guarantee getting it right? Or do I go in? I, I don't end up with great stats on beat the chasers but that's because basically I, I, the role I have I've termed the mop yes so yes, yes. I'm housekeeping <laughs> if anything comes over and we're taking too long over it or nobody has a go and everyone's looking a bit blank I buzz in with a random guess yeah and sometimes it pays off and most of the time it doesn't which means my stats don't add up but somebody has to have that role yeah it's sort of the the captaincy I'm going to take this for the team yeah I know but it's it's not the nicest role but you you have to do it and it means you're moving on to the next one Mm. where you know 100 percent it's a it's a football question Sean's going to get this like speed of light it's funny isn't it because actually having done the chase from the other side of course you're sort of in that position with people you've never met Mm. and which is in a in a way it's easier because you sort of just go i'm just gonna if i know it i'll answer it but then you do sort of in the two minutes and two minutes is quite a long time in that final chase you start to get into a little bit of a oh okay okay so i know that that person is knowledgeable but hesitant and i know that that person is probably never gonna buzz <laughs> naming no names naming no names there are, you know there's some people who don't and yeah that because nobody in real life quizzes that way in a pub mm. quiz team you sit and you write and you confer, confer. Mm. or in you know in other situations you're on the spot and you are individually you know much more 
similar to being the chaser in normal times mm. in, in the normal show um and it is yeah it's really it's i, I find it really fascinating that yeah. you can see you all doing that a bit and you can see the psychology of who's who and you know it, it's yeah I, I look forward to seeing more so that i can work out a bit well, the, more the what the pace of it is the thing because mm. the thing it's most comparable to for me is uh in quiz league of london mm-hmm you get your personal question and you have 10 seconds to decide whether to answer it or to pass to one of your teammates. And your teammates are all trying to signal to you how confident they are with a hand gesture, you know, a fist for, I definitely know this. And so you might have, you, you might be 98% on something, but you've got that little, the 2% of doubt means you're going to pass to your, but this is over 10 seconds. Mm. We're doing this in a tenth of a second. Yeah. You're making those decisions, so it's 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 writ large, yeah. and it's it is really fascinating. So it's it's an interesting watch if people want to watch back and not look at the you know the tension and be on the contestant side, but look how each combination of the team works mm. and how we how we operate while we're in the zone. I think it's a fascinating watch and a fascinating... You could you could write a blooming dissertation on it. I know. Well, I, what I'd like is an individual camera on each of you mm. uh, that we can then all watch. Mm. <laughs> Especially the person who's not playing in that particular round and he's sitting there furious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sitting on the hands so they don't immediately reach it and hit the buzzer. <laughs> So, I mean, I think what we've got there is we've got a couple of new format ideas, which mm. are, um, you know, the the chase where you're allowed to sort of punch each other, but the chase is where you <laughs> well, are. We did that with Nick Helm, form. really, didn't we? That's very true, actually. <laughs> a sort of very a physical wrestling version of it. And, uh, yeah, and also the, the psychology. One where you've got a psychologist kind of watching you, like almost like poker for tells. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I think that could work. <laughs> Now, we had a very exciting night out recently. In fact, one of our only nights out. It was... Our only night out. It was the only night out for a long, long time in London's glittering Soho. It was in London's glamorous West End, and it was at the Groucho Club, a scene of many legendary hell-raising episodes for, uh, (laughs) for people in showbiz. But we did not raise hell. We raised a laugh, and we raised... The question. The questions. Uh, so yeah, we did a quiz at the Groucho Club, and uh, you're going to hear some of that over the next few episodes, starting now. This round, round number one, it is blockbusters. Calm down. <laughs> We're going to give you the first letter of each answer in the manner of Bob Holness, and I can tell you now, none of them begin with. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that a few hey. times. Yeah, it's funny now when they did the recent one. Give me D was also rude. It did. That's become rude in in the time since the 80s. So anyway, question number one. Question number one is going to begin with T. So it begins with the letter T. It is which T is an everyday word that has mixed Latin and Greek roots, meaning far sight. Very common word. Very common. (laughs) Okay, question number two. The H is flashing on the board. Which H is Elton John's middle name, a mythological hero, and an aircraft engine? Which H is all of those things? Elton John's middle name, a mythological hero, and an aircraft engine. Which H is that? 
for question number two. Some people got that just from Elton John's middle name. <laughs> question number three. It's an E. Can I have an E, please, Bob? Hey! Uh, which E was the first competitor to represent Great Britain in Olympic ski jumping? That's an E. Which E was the first competitor to represent Great Britain in Olympic ski jumping? You know it. Yeah. Question number four. Let's go highbrow, shall we? If you're looking at the Blockbusters board, the letter G is flashing. That hexagon G is flashing. Which G does Oliver Twist want more of in the novel by Charles Dickens and, indeed, in the musical Oliver? Okay, moving on to question number five. I think this is a tricky one. Question five is... R. Which R is the first name of Bertie Wooster's valet Jeeves? <gasps> oh, you know it, but it's hard to retrieve. Which R is the first name of Bertie Wooster's valet Jeeves? You can definitely have a guess at that one. I've given you the first letter. It's an R. Anyone want to do a hand try? <laughs> Let's go through the answers for round one, shall we? Which T is an everyday word that has mixed Latin and Greek roots, meaning far sight? The correct answer was not telescope, as many of you put. It was television. Which H is Elton John's middle name, a mythological hero and an aircraft engine? A lot of you got this one. It's Hercules. Well done. Do feel free to cheer and go mad if you got the right answer because we've all been stuck inside a long time. Let's enjoy ourselves while we can. Which E was the first competitor to represent Great Britain in Olympic ski jumping? It was Eddie the Eagle Edwards. Which G does Oliver Twist want more of in the Charles Dickens novel and musical? It was Grog. Which R is the first name of Bertie Wooster's valet Jeeves? Give me a cheer if you put Reginald. Yes. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's that time again for the listener quiz. Oh, we've missed a listener quiz. I know, and thank you listeners for sticking with us. And in fact, we've put on listeners during the uh, pandemic, which has been lovely. More of you have joined us and we are very, very grateful that you have. And some of you have sent in quizzes for us. Excellent. So the listener quiz today has been sent in by... Tom Paternoster Howe. Which is excellent. I think it's the first quiz we've had where the uh, the setter is named after a type of lift. A type of lift, or indeed a square in London. Indeed, where, uh, where, where the first date's restaurant is. Yes, oh, and Paternoster Row used to be where the British publishing industry was based mm-hmm. uh, before it was bombed out in the Second World War. That's a good fact. I just know, that, well, Catholic, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, our yeah, father in our Latin. Father. <laughs> Peter Noster, qui est in heaven. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> it is time for Tom Peter Noster Howe's quiz. And Amanda, we will hand over to you for the question. Hi, welcome back. Lovely to see you guys again. This is a treat. Yeah. And yeah, thanks to Tom for sending this in. It's only connect theme, so everything kind of, Yay. each answer is going to connect up. So right. we'll just start with uh, four questions and I guess kind of general knowledge base. Should we just do questions first you write down your answers and then we go back let's yeah. do that yeah, yeah. All right. if there's a link that's nice yeah okay lovely so question number one so i'm going to read out four things and you're going to write down the connection the connection between this so what links number one mm-hmm. someone with a red-headed irish ancestor yeah mm-hmm. yeah number two a little polish bird number three a tracker of the people who live by the sea in scotland wow Wow, okay. Mm. And number four, a German writer. Gosh, okay. Okay. I feel like we should have we should have Can we to confer on this. Yeah, I think we should. I think you should, yeah. Let's let's confer. Um, right, so German writer, I'm gonna start with. So Hermann Hess. Or does um, it mean literally the German for writer? Schreiber. Dan Are these surnames? (gasps) Oh right, these are surnames of Oh, are they are they some podcasters? Oh, are these so going to be Schreiber. Dan Schreiber? Uh, we, we've got Harkin in here, probably. Yes, 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 yes. And the Polish one is, of course, going to be Anna, isn't it? Yep. Andrew Murray would be the tracker of people who've by the city. Moray, I guess. Moray Firth, and uh, yeah, Harkin must be redheaded ancestor, even though there are no gingers in that family. I can. <laughs> Um, there are no gingers in the harking, but I hope that is that is it. And, and yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a QI elf based question. Yes, this is very good. We so needed to got... work together on that though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, you yeah. but you barely needed to work together. You literally, I'm so opposite you. You literally, figuratively speaking, you put your heads together and immediately. It, all the answers came out and you got it. So yeah, all answers linked together with our friends from No Such Things the Fish. So. So the uh, someone with a red head from an Irish family, that's a hawk. Ha, yeah, it must be. Hair, hair, ha, ha, And then the Polish... A, a little Polish bird. bird, was it? 
Yeah, a little Polish bird. (laughs) (laughs) So that is obviously... Anna. Tashinsky, is that Anna's name? I thought it was Tashinsky. Tashinsky. Yeah. Sorry, Anna. We still don't know. She's so used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Just Anna. Schreiber is German for writer. Hunter Murray, Murray meaning... Hunter, yeah, the hunters in there. But no, you were right. People who live in the Moray area of Scotland by the sea. Very good. Harkin, an anglicised form of Irish surname. I can't pronounce that, sorry. Um, But it's (laughs) derived from the word uh, which means red. And the bird, chinsk, meaning little bird in Polish. Yeah, okay. So that's a nice derivation of your surname, isn't it? Well, what's, your, what's your surname mean? Just carrier? Yeah, carrier. Porter. I mean, oh, That's know. pretty straightforward, isn't it? I was it? born to serve you, Jen. That's, uh... I'm a little king. Okay. Little, and... Just a little king, then. And the red man. I mean, and what could that mean? What could Amanda Redman uh, be? <laughs> Related to Harkin. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Just a little angry man <laughs> who lives by the sea. <laughs> Furious. <laughs> oh, well, that was great. That was brilliant, and thank you so much. Um, to Mr. Peyton Oster Howe for that brilliant quiz. That was that was great. I liked I liked the uh, intersection of fact based podcasts there. Yes, exactly. Lovely. He's clearly got good taste. So Cheers, thank Tom. you very much. And if anyone wants to send in a quiz, please feel free. Well, thank you so much for listening to the first episode back of Fingers on Buzzers. It's great to be back. We are still singing. Without any tune or planning. (laughs) Um, And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. And it won't be as long a wait for the next episode. We promise. See you next week. Bye. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Potter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin MacLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.